That was uh, Dr. John Andrews, uh, personal physician to Osho, uh, who uh, was formerly known as Rajneesh, but now they prefer the name Osho. Quite a controversial figure in his day, but Phil, I thought uh, John did a, a wonderful job explaining the story and uh, telling the, the sort of the behind-the-scenes story, at least the, from his version of it. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a fascinating story. Osho was uh, one of the more interesting of the gurus who came here in the 70s and 80s, and uh, certainly the most iconoclastic and irreverent of the lot. He, he compared him to Krishnamurti, which was an interesting comparison because they were both iconoclastic and both anti-organized religion and both anti-guru and anti-tradition. Um, Krishnamurti, however, was very staid and proper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rajneesh, or I should, Osho, was hardly that. Right, right. It sounded like uh, he gave people a lot of freedom. I, I do think he made, at one point he made about uh, sitting meditation and sitting quietly. It's very difficult for a lot of people in the West. His meditation, which I'm not so familiar with, seems radically different in a, in a, a meditation sort of, of of action, of movement. I, I do know one person who, who does practice his meditations on a regular basis and you know seems to get a lot out of it. And I've heard yeah. uh, really good things about his... Uh, his ashram in India, uh, you know, people that have gone there, it's supposed to be very uh, beautiful and well-kept and all that. And uh, like you said, they, 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 they have fun. Uh, uh, and uh, what, one thing, though, Phil, I, I, next time we talk, I'd like to ask him, when he says they learn to watch, I wonder if that's similar to what people uh, are trained to do in uh, mindfulness. Yeah, meditation. it sounds like, it, it does sound like Vipassana, um, uh, meditation. Uh, I don't know enough, but um, uh, you know, this business of people finding it difficult to do sitting meditation. I mean, people like you and me, before anybody ever heard of Osho, were sitting meditation and our lives were transformed. Mm-hmm. So there's, there may be some validity to it, but um, m- my caveat would be or, you know, my counter-argument would be if you learn a, a good method of sitting meditation, uh, that's not, it's not difficult. In fact, it's quite easy, as, as we learned when we were practicing uh, TM even in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I don't know that that's true. Well, the, it, may the... be true. it may be true for people who, who don't have a, a, a proper method, but just try to sit still. Sure. On the other hand, um, the, the whole tradition of doing yoga asanas and pranayama before meditation is for that same reason. It's to settle the right. body so that um, meditation, uh, sitting meditation is, in fact, well, not as difficult. So. I, I would say this. I mean, I loved meditation from the get-go. I learned transcendental meditation did it, it was 20 minutes, twice a day, whatever. And, and in the beginning, it was very difficult, uh, you know, um, uh, for me to, to set, set, set that period of time. I was a very active person. And, and I've taught a lot of people meditation. They all loved it. Uh, but many people, uh, uh, I'd say the majority, don't do it regularly after a short period of time. Yeah. And the reason being is it's one of the reasons being, uh, not because they don't like it, because they always like it, 
because uh, they're, they just don't feel comfortable sitting that long. And when I did courses where I did hours of meditation in a day, I, got, I felt I got great benefit from it. But it, the sitting part uh, for hours each day was a lot more difficult to, for me for, than for some people. And then I know other people it was yeah. even more difficult for them. So I think you had the whole range. And I think different things work better for different people. Yeah, and, and, you know, the, the image of, um, well, I, as I said, there were, you know, there, that's why the emphasis has been so much on uh, Hatha Yoga in, in recent decades, and why when, mm-hmm. even in the uh, 70s, when we were teaching uh, TM on, and weekend residence courses, the, the physical practices of asana and breathing, pranayama practice, or an integral part of it, um, and 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 that integration of physical and mental practices is a very very old tradition. Osho took it to a different level, and you know he had a lot of very young people, uh, a lot of them, you know, sort of hippies from the seventies, and um, very uh, young and vital. And maybe sitting in meditation, or at least the way they were doing it, was in fact uh, difficult, or uh, there was a need to burn off some of that energy mm-hmm. and, and just sort of let loose, and then the sitting. And what was, what's interesting is the image, because there were a lot of, there were a lot of um, attempts at exposés of gurus back in those days mm-hmm. and there was so much surrounding Osho uh, who was then called Rajneesh uh, you know with, with the Rolls Royces and right. the communes and the uh, well, one thing we didn't get into with John was there were a lot of sexual stuff going right. on uh, you know sort of free sexuality stuff that got a lot of attention and um, so you'd see images of people jumping and dancing and moving their bodies in crazy ways like, you know, some kind of um, Pentecostal thing or, you know, drug-induced hypnosis. But what they didn't show was um, that would be followed by silence. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, um, the sort of purging of this excess energy in movement had a method to it. Right, there was a method, resulted. The, a method to the madness. And, and yeah. one of the other things that came out in speaking to John today about uh, Osho and his his uh, teachings and all, it's one thing to come out with uh, teachings. It's another thing to come out with a functional uh, uh, movement uh, organization. Uh, to, <laughs> whether he's directly involved or not, uh, I think all gurus always say they're not directly involved, but usually they. They are, and uh, it, it often becomes dysfunctional. Uh, people uh, get caught up in the material end of it. Uh, like you said, the Rolls Royces were going around, and uh, Osho may have had nothing to do with that. But, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of distortion that takes place, and, and yeah. we see it time and time again in, in, uh, in observing, uh, especially in a guru-centric uh, uh, movement, that the organization also becomes uh, dysfunctional. Yeah, and in this case, the dysfunction, you know, ended up uh, with jail sentences for Sheila yeah. and uh, Rajneesh, or then called Rajneesh Osho, having to um, uh, be investigated by the immigration officials yeah. in the U.S. and 
and cut a deal. They wanted him to leave, essentially, yeah, left and, and there was a, a deal was cut. Uh, now, we'll never know to what extent o- Osho may have been involved in some of those uh, deeds that were, uh, you know, or dysfunctions, or how, how to the extent uh, his followers are right when they say he was just sort of uh, removed from all that. And and it's true, you know, he went into silence during a lot of that period in Oregon, and a lot of stuff probably went on outside of his attention. At the same time, other people will say, well, he was in charge and the buck stops with mm-hmm. him. And, and, you know, there's all validity, but be that as it may, one of the things I discovered, because I was vulnerable to the same um, images of him that many of us had back then, when I was researching American Veda, you know, I, I interviewed people who were with him at the time, not as closely perhaps as, as John Andrews, but others. And, you know, he was teaching um, very brilliantly high-level philosophy combining Western philosophy and traditional Indian philosophy and, and uh, methods that transformed people's lives for the better. So, um, and, and people 30, 40 years later, very grateful to him as their teacher. Right. And we should not overlook that in the midst of, you know, uh, you know the, the, the sensationalism that went on. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he studied in university. He was well-educated. I think he, he did study philosophy, religion. Uh, he, he, was a, a, he was he, a professor. Yeah, he had a, you know, so he had a, quite a good academic background. And I've mm-hmm. heard it's easy to look at any group, whether it was the Hare Krishna or whomever, and say, well, it looks kind of, re- they're at the airport, this thing is just crazy. But usually when, when you look into it, there's something of substance there. And, and there's yeah. no qu- yeah. question in his case, there was. And uh, I don't know much about the philosophy or even the practices, but look, they have this, uh, they have supposed to have an amazing place in, in India. I do know people that have visited it in Pune, India. Yeah. And, and, um, it's and and you know one thing time. one thing should be said for him um you know in addition to what i already said about you know having a positive effect on people's lives there was a lot of controversy and a lot of stuff went on that um uh, deservedly was um condemned by people but i i haven't run into people who were angry at him or felt exploited by him right um, or taken advantage of, or anything like that. Um, maybe they exist, but I haven't run into them. Yeah, the people I've spoken to, and it's been a handful, uh, have had good experience. And I know one person practicing the uh, the the meditation still. Uh, he likes it very much. But I think you know he probably had some good message and yeah. and some effective techniques. Uh, but of course, organizationally. It was sort of a disaster in the United States, and then now they've regrouped and they're set up in in India, and I think uh, probably quite functional. Yeah, uh, and and the, I think there are centers in the U.S. still as well. I'm sure people do they proselytize? Are they trying to grow their numbers of practitioners? It sounded like everything was available right online. Yeah, but there I think there are Osho communities and and uh, maybe teachers. I I don't know, but there's there's many followers. Uh, in the U.S., and uh, many of them live in, uh, not in communes, but, you know, in places where they can associate with each other and so forth. 
Well, Phil, this was another very interesting interview. Uh, Dr. John Andrews, uh, originally from England, living in India, uh, the personal physician of Osho, uh, who was known back in the day as uh, Rajneesh. Uh, and it, it amazes me all the different tales of uh, <laughs> groups uh, seeking enlightenment. And it's, it's good to know they're all out there. And stay tuned and we'll, we'll uncover and go into each and every one. Uh, so okay. Please tell your friends, Spirit Matters. Uh, can be found at www.spiritmatterstalk.com. We're a podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on social media. And uh, get your get your friends to listen. We're, we're I'm watching the uh, looking at the analytics, and our numbers are growing in terms of listeners. And we have people listening from all over the world. And uh, we hope we we bring them some good knowledge. Okay, Dennis. Next time. Bye.